Welcome to Decisive Point, a U.S. Army War College Press production featuring distinguished authors and contributors who get to the heart of the matter in national security affairs. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the podcast guests and are not necessarily those of the Department of the Army, the U.S. Army War College, or any other agency of the U.S. government. Decisive Point welcomes from the United States Military Academy Major John Hernandez, Lieutenant Colonel Todd Arnold, and Dr. Jan Kahlberg, who co-authored Assessing the Army's Cyber Force Structure with Major Nicholas Stark, Captain Richard Schmel, and Major Charles Susluix. The article was published in the Autumn 2022 issue of Parameters. Welcome to Decisive Point. Your recent Parameters article discusses assessing structural divides in the Army's cyberspace force for better support operations. Lay the groundwork for us here and give us some background, please. Hi, this is John. I guess I'll get started. So the cyber branch and the cyber units have been around for about 10 years now. And so we thought it would be a good time to look at some of the decisions we made initially and see if the decisions were the right ones and what challenges may have arisen and how we might need to change things as we move forward to make sure that we're the most effective force that we could be. So that's the basis of the article. This is Todd. And to add on to what John was saying, really a good time to do that reassessment now because the entire cyber mission force and the Army's teams have all been operating for the last three years as fully mission capable. So all of the teams across all of the different services are now built and working and been doing their missions fully for a few years. And it's a good point to actually go back and reassess and look at, okay, did all those decisions we were making when we were rapidly building the force, do they still make sense? Can you briefly explain the offense-defense split and your considerations for mitigation? I'll start with a little bit on why there's a split. So when we were initially building up the cyber branch, it was built kind of piecemeal. Some of the offensive teams started getting built first, and the two previous branches that had been doing a little bit in each of the offensive and defensive work started building the units separately. The Army tasked them to build those separately. And nobody was really doing it fully. MI was doing a little bit in the offensive side, and Signal Corps was doing a little bit in the defensive side, and the Army said, like, hey, start building these things up. And so those two separate branches started building the offensive and defensive teams, and then we formed a branch because we were looking at how the other services were doing it, and we felt like building a branch is really going to get it to the point where we are moving forward, we have a full career path with people dedicated in this space because it's not good to do it piecemeal. But at the same time, we already had units established that were building up these teams. And so we just kept those units, one brigade for offense and one for defense, and they just kept rolling with building the teams. And so that's how it's played out for the last 10 years. John here. It's really tricky to just doing defensive cyber operations and being siloed in that environment. Of course, where is the threat intelligence coming from? If you always get your threat intelligence from how you get hit, it's like a tank that doesn't know what's coming except what's already in the air. That's not good because then we just wait for the terminal effect. We're also seeing that how you bridge this overlaps to avoid that you get one-eyed or worst case scenario blind and how you sort of say have a proper knowledge and talent management through the force. John, did you have anything to add to this one? Yeah, so I can start talking a little bit about what some of the challenges that then arose from the split. So now that we have this legacy division, we started to form almost silos within offense and defense where people who only saw one side or only saw the other or maybe didn't understand how the other side works. And there's benefit in being specialized, but we also notice that there's some challenges that come with that. Not understanding necessarily what's feasible, what's realistic, what the costs are for doing things. And then just sometimes the, the normal human tendency to see inequity of one side looks like it's more interesting mission or 
getting better funding or things like that. We thought that those are some of the challenges we've seen over the last couple of years with this division. Something else you mentioned, divided chains of command, another structural challenge. What are your suggestions for resolving this one? As part of that buildup, the Army deliberately said, these organizations are going to run and do the operations, and these organizations are going to be in charge of just building up and creating and training up the teams. That was good for the buildup, but now let's cause that rift that, that you mentioned, that there's a split between the people that like just maintain administrative and training versus the people that are doing actual operations. And that kind of really takes away from the whole point of command and the way the Army sees command. And so at whatever level the Army decides to do it at, I think we need to reassess that split. And what we should really start doing is like, okay, who is in charge of, say, a CPT or cyber protection team? Who should be in charge of that? What level of command should that be? And start actually putting those people in charge of the command, giving them a little bit of a staff to take care of them, their administrative things, and actually planning like this is how the Army does things and making the officers and leaders in charge of some of those traditional Army tasks, but within the cyber branch. So, yes, John here. Now, of course, we, we're talking to the War College. We can't leave the discussion without the strategic outlook. So we're also thinking, you know, at things maybe more reactive, how we see things, the OODA loops get shorter, and we have a more mission command driven with, with intent out there going. And also that we maybe see that it's better to have more cohesion to be able to steer the organization quicker. So ultimately, I don't know if there's a simple solution for this one, because a lot of the things we're talking about are normal army principles that we should be applying. We just need to make sure we're doing it very deliberately now, now that we've identified it as a challenge, making sure we're keeping unit integrity to the greatest extent possible, that we're clearly just delineating who has what roles as we talk support relationships, command relationships, and that we're, we're looking at how we deconflict as we have competing requirements are we doing a deconfliction by time? Are we doing a deconfliction by priority? And making sure that those are very clearly understood because as the branch has grown, we can't solve those with only five people in a room. We have to have a little bit clearer processes moving forward. Also, as Colonel Arnold and Major Fernandez hinted, Arnold spelled it out more. I mean, we got data. I mean, we've been running this machinery now for 10 years. Why don't put this data to use and hone it and make it better? So going forward, give us your recommendations. I think it's a good time to sit back and have the cyber branch and leadership reassess some of those previous decisions and start looking at, okay, we made those decisions at the time. Do they still make sense? And having deliberate, well thought out discussions on where should we go from here? For instance, do we start integrating more of the command, mission command stuff that the Army traditionally does into the force and how it's supposed to be done? What is that level of specificity or focus that individuals need in their mission? Should we have people that are a little bit more general? How many people need to be more focused on like offensive or defensive? Or what is that right balance between specialization and generality? So we need to make some deliberate decisions here in order to keep moving things forward. Ten years of building up all these forces, it was a very large task. Now that we've got them built up, we need to stop, look at it again, and reassess, like, okay, we've been operating for a little bit. We have the data. How do we move forward and continue making progress? I think it's also important to think about retention. When things happen in the commercial world, in the corporate world, it only takes one big verdict, multi-million dollar verdict. Everybody started hiring defensive guys. So we also have these outer forces that we can move talent within the organization and be, to use a really 2020 word, agile, and match up the incoming threats. Yeah, and I think this is an important point in time to really be thinking about this because 
The cyber branch is growing as we incorporate electronic warfare and the 915 Cyber Warfare Battalion stood up not that long and is growing. So taking the lessons we learned with the 780th and the Cyber Protection Brigade and making sure that we're incorporating those lessons as we continue to grow so that we're growing in the most effective way is important. And this idea of do we specialize or do we generalize as we start talking about another area, electronic warfare becomes more important because we can't specialize in three things. We have to pick one maybe, or we have to decide that some people are going to be generalists. And as we expand the branch, we need to really be thinking about these things to make sure that we don't have to do another look in another 10 years because we missed the mark on something. And also, if we really specialize, we also going to end up with a problem that we can't ramp up the organization. Of course, people are so specialized that there is no overlap. Remember 1942 when the army has had to go big. And so to increase the organization, we have to watch, as Major Fernandez says, that balance. Thank you so much for your time and for your insight. This was a real treat. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. If you'd like to learn more about the Army's cyber force structure and the author's suggestions for a path forward, you can find the article at press.armywarcollege.edu slash parameters. Look for Volume 52, Issue 3. If you enjoyed this episode of Decisive Point and would like to hear more, look for us on Amazon Music, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and any other major podcast platform.